You know, life is happening. There's, there's chaos, and dad is disengaged. That's not what we're called to be. We're called to be engaged. And then he comes in, and he does what most of us dads do best. Makes a huge thing. It's like overreacting. I'm going to intervene. He picks up the table because, because we weren't engaged in the first place. So now all we ha- know what to do is bring the heavy hand in. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be engaged regularly. And I think if we're engaged more often, we're not going to need to come and bring the heavy hand as often. But guys, we're really good at that, right? We kick open the door. Someone's going to die. You know, and, and, I, and, and it is tough because I think we, we really believe that's what we're called to do, you know, because by the time our wives say, you know, you've got to do something, we think, well, I must, somebody has to die today. <laughs> but we need to engage regularly. That means we need to be involved with our kids. We need to know what's happening in their lives. Hey, in conversation, we should, be, we should know who their friends are. We should be tracking with them, not so disattached that when a, an issue comes up, we don't know what they're talking about. Men, engage with your kids. Have re- regular talks and relationship with your kids, boys and girls. Get to know them better. There's great opportunities, and it's just something that we need to do. Even for us guys, once a year, there's the mother-daughter uh, so the father-daughter tea that, that uh, Pastor John Dunn hosts up at Cedar Lake. Take your daughters to that, but don't do something once a year. Make regular appointments with your kids. Engage in their lives. Engage in the family. Don't check out, and it's really easy to do that. We feel overwhelmed. But you're, you'll see the fruit of your work as you engage. The kids will be looking at your example, and you'll have relationship. Another thing that we need to do is we need to know and be willing to ask for help. You can't do this on your own. You know, we're, we, we cannot live isolated. We need to reach out to friends, people who can help you with counsel, people who are going through the same struggles. I encourage you to reach out to friends that are doing a good job with their kids. You know, don't, don't get advice from somebody who's, who's not being an engaged good father. But look to people who, who have good fruit. There's, uh, there's great things even available here. Pastor Jeff is, is working with the Mom and Dad Project, teaching dad classes, and he's you know, uniting guys to get together and, and work together to raise our kids. The time of, of being checked out, dads, needs to end. We need to become involved, and, and not just you know, financially or, or not just just taking the sporting gaze, but really know them. So don't be afraid to ask for, for help from your friends and from the Lord. You know, the first place we should go is, is prayer. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And, and I think there's a rhetorical part of that. Where does my help come from? It comes from you. It doesn't just, it doesn't come from me. It doesn't only come from friends. First and foremost, it needs to come from God. Lord, you're the one who's going to give me wisdom. You're the one that I need help from. Deuteronomy 33 says that he, God, is our shield and helper and your glorious sword. Well, you know, that's that battle scene. And as you're, as you, if, as you're raising your kids, and some of you have already done it, there's a time that you're battling for your children. Hopefully you're not battling with your children. But God is our glorious sword. He's going to be the one who's going to come in and win the battles as we seek him. Seek him for wisdom and guidance. John 14, 26 says that God sent us the Holy Spirit who's called the helper. 
Don't live life without the Holy Spirit in your life helping you, giving you wisdom. And this message is for all of us, not just for men. I hope you can hear this. These are things that, that all of us are called to be living. But don't do this life alone. Cry out to the Father. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 6, 2, this is where it goes on to one another. Live in relationships so that you can carry one another's burdens. When you have an issue going on at home, Galatians 6, 2 says you should carry one another's burdens. Do you know any men who are struggling at home? Walk alongside of them. Help them. Don't raise their kids for them. You know, that's sometimes what maybe the church tries to do. If you've got an opportunity, help your friend carry his burden. Go alongside. You know it's really difficult to be a dad. It's not easy. But if you're living it by yourself, not in community, not letting anyone know your issues, you're not going to be able to do it. Proverbs 29 says, Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. Receive counsel from someone. Don't be afraid. But guys, in order to do this, we have to die. We have to die to our pride. We have so much pride. We don't want to let anyone know that things are bad at home because we know that it really is a reflection on us. But until we die and we start putting down that pride and say, you know what? I am not doing a good job. You say that to someone who cares for you, who loves you, and they'll walk with you. I remember there's a movie called Liar Liar with, with Jim Carrey. And, and there was an interesting part in there because he, he, he was just a pathological liar. He was not engaged with his kid at all. And his, dad, his son wishes that he could not lie for one day. And there was a scene in there where, where Jim Carrey was talking and he said, I'm a bad father and it surprised him so he could only tell the truth and he he admits it you know that's it's kind of like a self-help that's the first step and i'm not saying you're a bad father but but being able to admit say i messed up i'm not doing what i'm supposed to i need help that's really a difficult thing what's the first step when you go to a 12-step program admit that you have a problem that you can't do it by yourself. It's the same thing. I don't know what to do in this situation. Will you help me? Inquire of God. Seek Him. Pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us and look for counsel from others. Get help. Another thing that we need to learn to be in our life is temperate. You know, we, we're really good at flying off the handle. We're really good at overreacting. If you want something overreacted to in the, in the family, just call dad. Because he's really good at it. Amen. All you wives are laughing louder than us men. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's a gift. But let's get the gift under control, guys. Be temperate. First Peter 5.8 says, be sober-minded. That means be clear-minded. You know, when we overreact, we're not thinking clearly. We're, we're really emotional. We're just hot under the collar, and so we go in, and, and we do whatever we do. We flip over mattresses in bedrooms. We do crazy things. None of you have ever done that? Right? Titus chapter 2 says, You must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, 
self-controlled, sound in faith, in love and endurance. We need to be self-controlled. We need to be temperate. We need to be ones who know how to handle a situation well and don't fly off the handle. And, you know, my dad had a really interesting gift. He would fly off the handle over little things. I mean, just, just, and he was a fist slammer. And he had a big fist and he, we'd, he'd sit at the table and he would pound that table and everyone in the house would jump and we would just be scared out of our mind. You know, he, was, he, never, he never hit us, but he had that thing. And, and he would flip out over the simple things. But in crises, he was as calm as a cucumber. It was the weirdest thing. You know, a couple of us, a couple of us ended up in jail at different times. I was one of them. And... and In those moments, he actually acted really fine. You know, so in the crisis, he was temperate, but in the little things, he wasn't. Some of you might be going, man, that's me, or that's my husband. But we need to learn how to be self-controlled, temperate, even tempered, because we want to teach our children how to not fly off the handle. When we fly off the handle, things go really bad. If you're not under control, and you're teaching that in your home, you could teach your your, your child to be out of control. And maybe you would never be violent. But maybe because of something in your child, in your son, teaching him to fly off the handle is okay. If he has the other ingredient that says violence is also okay, you could be living a life, an example, where he will then become an abuser. That's not what you want. We gotta learn to be temperate. And that's, that takes... Again, prayer that takes submitting to the Lord, that takes seeking Him all the time. In order to be accomplish this, there's going to be times that we have to take action. And, and, and what does that mean? That means we can't be lazy. We can't be sitting back waiting for the world to just happen on its own. And most guys, we're action-oriented by nature. But there are some of us, some of you maybe, that you don't know what to do, and so you don't do anything. I'm not saying you don't work. You might, you might go to work, but then that's it, because you just don't know what to do. It's time to begin to put some action into the things that you'll be learning from counsel and from prayer, and, and put these things in action. But when I say action, I'm thinking about the Bible, and it says to love one another. Take action in that. Let that be an action verb. Love your children. Love God. Love your wife. Don't just sit around and think about it, but take action. Bible says, I already read the scripture in Proverbs, to train your child. That's an action verb. That means you have to be involved in the training. Your, your wife's job, mom's job, is not to do all the child rearing and you to pay the bills. Train your children in the way they should go. The buck stops with us. Be actively involved with your kids. Raise them. That means it's not a, a teaching here and a teaching there, but it's a continual cultivation. Shannon's planting a garden, and it's the second time. It's, it's, it's hard work. Who's ever tried to plant a garden? Things break. Things die. You know, you, people go, man, I got a black thumb. But, you know, you don't just throw seeds in the ground and water them the for once and you go, okay, I'm done. You know, I mean, we, and she's doing this from seed. God bless her. 
So she planted these little seeds and she read that you can put them in little toilet paper, you know, rolls. I don't know what that was about. I thought it was just a joke. And, and, so, and so then they start growing and supposedly a toilet paper roll will, will dissipate and then you can transplant it. And we're transplanting. There's mud everywhere and there's toilet paper rolls. And, and we've got these little tiny pieces of green stuff flopped over on the dirt. I mean, it's hard work. You got to keep at it and you got to keep working. It's the same thing with your kids. You got to keep working. She's on the internet going, man, what do I do now? (laughs) Guys, it's okay to say, what do I do now? It takes work. Raising anything takes work and perseverance. It's full of action. We need to be teachers. Teachers with our mouths, but also teachers by our actions. You know, the, the old adage that says, your walk talks and your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. The, the, the thing that says, do what I say, not what I do, is a crock. <laughs> Kids don't do it that way. They don't do it that way. Teaching requires a lifestyle as well as verbal. Teach, train, raise, love, care for. Care for your kids. Care for one another. And there is a word in here that that's a, it's a scary word because we might misunderstand. It's discipline. You know, it's our job to discipline our children. That doesn't mean beat them. But to bring that healthy discipline. Zach is a very disciplined person. He works out at like three, four, five times a week and he has his workout routines. He's disciplined. That's that same idea. You're helping to bring things in life, in your children's life, that are going to help shape them and form them so that they continue to do and get the benefits out of life. Kicking in doors and screaming isn't discipline. It's overreacting. Taking everything away because your kid was bad isn't discipline. It's a punishment. They don't learn anything from that, except my dad's just a Scrooge. We have to learn how to discipline well. It's going to take work. It's going to take questions. It's going to take asking others. It's reading books, which is, oh my goodness, most of us men, you know why we didn't give, we, we gave root beer instead of books? Because you'll drink the root beer. You know, at the yard sale, I think I got 20 copies of that men book I gave a couple years ago back donated to the the yard sale. (laughs) Just kidding. But it's, I mean, you probably donated it to the other church yard sale so we wouldn't see it came back. (laughs) Right? But you know what? We we, we actually might have to change the way we view life and maybe read some books or do, now we got audio, so download a book, listen to it, get some help. Learn how to discipline your kids. And, and one of the things that, you know, just here's a, here's a freebie. Let the punish, let the discipline be, commis- be the same as the, as the crime. I mean, it, this, I heard this when I, w- I didn't have kids. I was just maybe early 20s, late teens. I was driving down the road. In fact, I remember where I was. It hit me so well. Um, I was driving, going, coming this way, just past Stanfield Cutoff, um, and I was listening to, I don't even think it was a Christian thing, but it was about a little blurb about raising kids. And they, and, they, and they came on, 
and talked about how your kid accidentally spills water on the table and you freak out and yell. Then the neighbor comes over and spills grape juice on your white carpet and you say, no problem, it's okay. What's wrong with that picture? Wow. No grace? We, we, we have to find out what's, what's equal. Your little child climbs up onto the counter to get the cereal bowl and accidentally breaks the cereal bowl. And you go, don't do that. You don't climb on the counter. See, you broke a little cereal bowl. The kid climbs up on the counter to get the cereal bowl, but instead knocks off the antique teacup. And a second ago, you were just saying, don't do that. And now you're spanking the daylights out of them. They don't know the difference between an antique teacup and a bowl. Why are you beating them? Because of the value? That's not the, that's not the discipline. We don't do the discipline on the value. We discipline on principle. doesn't matter if they broke anything or not. The principle is you don't climb on the counter. This is my revelation to some of you guys. We've got to learn how to discipline and discipline well. These are action things that we need to take. Don't be sitting back. Get involved. Take action in your kids' lives. And the last thing we need, which I saved it for last because it's the most important. Save the best for last. We need faith. We can't do this without faith. And there's two parts of that that I'm talking about. First is we need a faith. We need to, we need to have a faith. And what, by that I mean, you know, well, what, what faith are you? People say, what faith are you? Are you Christian? Are you Catholic, which I think is Christian? Are you Muslim? Or what faith? You need a faith. And I tell you, the faith is Christianity. You need a faith. You need a, a, really, a, a belief in God. You need to make that part of your life. And I think that you're here because you have a faith. But that's important. You need to raise your child in the way he should go. You need to commit and have a faith. But then you also need faith, trust in God. You can't do it on your own. We need help. We need to trust him. And that is, again, so difficult for us guys because we're, I can do this. I don't need anybody. I'm just going to do this myself. No, we need God. He created us. He created our relationships. He created us to be fathers. He knows the best way for us to to parent our children. We got to learn to look to God and rely and trust in Him and, and stop trying to just make things happen. You, well, you just said we have to have action. Yeah, tempered by our faith. Tempered by our faith. Well, yeah, we have to do things, but we want to do the right things. You know, you ever work on a car or on a house or something and it's not going well and you don't, have the temper, the, the, the temperate, self-controlled attitude. So what do you do? You just try harder doing the wrong thing. You get a bigger tool, I'm going to make this thing fit, or you get the hammer, you start beating it. <laughs> we need to do the right things. So how do we know what's right? Look to the Lord. Have faith. Build yourself up in your faith. Get to know the Lord. Faith is the most important ingredient in all, every aspect of our life. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. 
I would add to that, works without faith is foolish. (laughs) Faith without works is dead. Yeah, we have to be doers. It's okay. We need to have that. But works without faith is just foolish. I mean, he's got the the prescription. He's got the owner's manual for this life. He's got all the answers. Let's use it. Let's look to him. You know, the Bible says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's God who orders his steps. Let's tap into that God who knows the end from the beginning, who wants to order our steps. It's a journey we can take together. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that's, again, hard to do, but we need to begin to seek first God, seek first his kingdom, Lord going to start my day and I need you in every aspect of it it's not a practice I do regularly enough and I need to work on it but when it's time to go and discipline our kids stop for a minute and say God I'm about to discipline my kids I need your heart and I need your wisdom you know he some of your kids they they occasionally need a good swat on the butt and some of your kids, at some times, that's just going to break them. There's a, there's a time, maybe, for your child to get a swat. But there's probably a lot of times you just need to know what to say and how to say it that's going to bring them through. God, I need wisdom. I need self-control. I'm going to work with my kid right now. I don't want to break their spirit i want to i want to shape them and guide them help me because that's the power we have we have the power to shape but we also have the power to break completely we don't want to break their spirit so we need wisdom from god bible says without faith it's impossible to please god tap into him trust him look to him for Everything that we need. Know that he'll give you what you need. It's, this is a hard task, dads, to raise your kids. And you never stop. They'll keep coming back to you. Dad, what do I do about this? If you've done a, a good job, they'll come back to you forever. They've watched your life. I've also seen where maybe dads haven't done the best job raising their kids, but as they change their attitude and the way they live their life now, even as an adult, their kids recognize it and then begin to come back. It's not too late to pour into your children's life. It's not too late to be a a dad, a father, who with wisdom and who can point to God. It takes responsibility you're going to have to engage with your kids. You can't do it alone. You need help. You need to be temperate, self-controlled. There's going to be times that you have to take action. Stop loafing around doing nothing. Get, get in there. Love. And it's going to take faith. That's what a father's about. These are the things, just a few of the things that will help us become good fathers. Faith, action. 
being temperate and self-controlled, seeking him for all the help that we need, engaging with your kids and owning up, taking responsibility. Stop passing the buck. Father, I thank you for the privilege that you've given me, us, as dads. Father, we've failed in ways. So many ways, God. I thank you that you're the redeemer and the restorer of lost opportunity and time. Father, our first step today is that we ask forgiveness of falling short of doing things the wrong way. We ask that you would come and help us to be the fathers that you call us to be. Just be those that would love our children, to train them up in the right way. God, give us faith. Increase our faith. Change us so that we seek you before we come to our own conclusions. Help us to be full of action in our children's lives, whether it's whether they're young or whether they're old. Help us to love them. Look for the opportunities to teach or train them, to serve them and care for them. God, so many of us as men, I think, need help to learn to be temperate, self-controlled, even-keeled. And the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit, part of the fruit of the Spirit is to be self-controlled. God, help us. Lord, we're crying out already for help, and we also ask, God, that we would be not ashamed or afraid to look for counsel and help from not just you, but also those around us who've walked this walk before. Help us to engage. Engage with our kids. Engage with our spouses. Not just check out. Teach us how to talk to our kids and be involved. And then, Lord, help us as we carry the responsibility, carry the weight as the head of the house, as men of God. We need you to help us be responsible and take responsibility, God. I thank you for the men in this room. God, I pray that you would encourage each one of us this morning to know that it's not too late to bring all of our cares, concerns, our difficulties to you and that you'll strengthen and help us in our task ahead. God, I thank you for our fathers who most of did the best they could with the tools they had. Help us not to blame them, but to give you thanks And Lord, in some ways, help us not to be like our dads. But in the things that they taught us that were right and righteous, we thank you and ask that you would help us to be like them. And then cause all of us, Lord, to love you in a deeper way. Encourage one another. We pray and ask a blessing upon families and children and parents today. As you walk with us as we leave today and spend time in fellowship with our families, be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Hey, God bless you guys.